This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan. Come on, Dan, let's go. Let's go. We're bringing God's message, and uh, our folks out there are sitting around waiting to hear. It takes grace to be true to those folks' souls. You know that, Dan? And if the Lord don't ever get a hold of folks' heart, they'll just die and go out into eternity thinking all is well. Deceived by Satan. That's what we were talking about in our last study. And we were looking there how that man is uh, kind of like a snake. John the Baptist called him. And uh, every man outside of Christ is uninfluenced by the Holy Spirit. In other words, man in his depraved state has a nature of a snake. And uh, we saw that in Romans 3.13. The story is told of John Wesley that one day he was invited to speak to a large group of ministers. And he took his text, Matthew 3.7. Oh, generation of vipers, as only John Wesley could. And uh, under the power of the Holy Spirit. He laid bare the hearts of those preachers until they began to see themselves as depraved creatures in the sight of God. The message, the message uh, went home to their hearts. That's what the old trailblazer does. Pray that the Lord will take the message. I can't take the message home to your heart. Neither can any man, but the Lord can. And the message cut those bunch of preachers to the heart. And when the service closed, some of them rushed down to the front, mad as a hornet, stating, Mr. Wesley, you've insulted us. We invited you here to bring us a message on the love of God, and here you've called us a bunch of snakes. We resent it very deeply. And Mr. Mr. Wesley, as only he could, replied, Gentlemen, if I'd be invited to preach to the prisoners yonder in jail, I would have taken my text. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I would have preached to them the love of God because no doubt they recognize themselves as sinners in need of Christ. But you men, you've never been awakened to the fact that you've lost. You've never been awakened to the fact that you're a sinner. You've never felt the keen edge of the sword of total depravity. Therefore, you have never seen your need of Christ and redemption by his blood. So it is today, my friend. I know here in our ministry, we preach as if everybody's lost, and that way uh, maybe the truth will go home to some heart. That's what we do. I've heard uh, evangelists say that go into a church to preach, and a pastor would tell them, Now, brother, all my folks are saved. You don't have to, you don't have to preach on hell, fire, and damnation, none of those things. This is actuality, my friend. Actual. But what we do here, what I do, I assume that everybody's lost. I know there's law. I know there's saved people, but I just uh, fling out the message by the grace of God and ask the Lord to take charge of it. Listen, until man is made to see that he's a sinner, that he's a lost sinner, that he has no righteousness whatsoever, until he's made to feel the keen edge of the sword of depravity, until that heart is laid bare by the power of the Holy Spirit, and he sees himself alienated, separated from the life of God with no righteousness at all. He'll never feel his need of Christ. Man has no righteousness. And left alone, he'll go to hell without warning. Now, my friend, that's the greatest fear. One of the greatest fears of my life is that men sit under my preaching and never be touched. And I ask the Lord, by the, by the grace of God daily, may thy Holy Spirit Come here, meet with us, dwell amongst us. And I tell my folks here, maybe you, you stay home from service. You don't go to attend the services regular. 
And the day that you miss, the night that you miss, that may be the very night that the Holy Spirit walks the aisles of your little church, of your big church, and you, you missed. You missed it. That's right. Oh, but my friend, does that scare you to death to know that you might have, the Lord might have touched your heart if you'd have been there? So I ask you, don't, don't, don't shirk the responsibility. Don't, don't stay home when the service time comes. It may be that's the time that the Lord will do a work in your heart. Now let's look at another illustration. In Second Peter 2, we find that man in his natural state is pictured as a vomiting dog and a wallowing sow. Now, I know that's not popular. I know that doesn't, maybe that makes you mad as a hornet. And I know it tends to make a proud Pharisee angry. And your first impulse might be, Trailblazer, uh, he doesn't know what you're talking about. You know what? I do, though. I do. I know that God's Word says about us that man in his natural state has a nature of a dog that returns to his vomit. Day after day, man will sin, waller in corruption in his own filth, feel sorry for himself try to reform, try to quit his sin, make resolution after resolution, but the next day, the next week, you'll find him right back again in that same condition. Why? Because he has a nature of a hog as well as a dog. You can shampoo a hog, put a blue ribbon around his neck, go leading down the street, and the first mud hole he comes to, in spite of all that shampoo and blue ribbon, it'll plunge into there and go wallowing in the fields. You ever seen that? Old Trailblazer raised on a farm. I know. I know you clean them up, and as soon as they find a mud hole, they get in. That's just like a man, just like a man. You may have a veneer of religion, which looks good on the outside. You put on airs, as they call it. Put on a. It's like it's like, oftentimes, I, I've used to, and I've seen it lately, and I see it even in the in the funny papers now, in the cartoons about Easter Easter Sunday, how that these women wear the biggest hat. They try to see who can wear the biggest hat. And they have contests now. See who brings the biggest hat the Easter Sunday. And see who most of the time, a lot of times, they haven't been there since last Easter. And they see how many, who's got the most children. Oh, my friend, that is blasphemy. That's blasphemy to the word to, uh, as far as you can go. But listen, listen, that man may have a religion, a veneer, a woman, but no new heart. And he does the same thing. No righteousness, no holiness. Therefore, is no longing in his heart after righteousness. One desire, sin, corruption, covetous, make a dollar, enjoy the pleasure, close your eyes to the judgment of God. That's how man is deceived. We think we somebody come. We think we all right. We think we can go on living a life of, of sin and, and, and lasciviousness and do what we please. And then in the end, the Lord will take us home to be with him. My friend, there must be a... A, a, a new heart. It must be a, a rebirth, a new birth. If man went to heaven in his natural condition, he'd take a wheelbar and a pickaxe and begin immediately to pick up the gold, pick the gold up out of the street and haul it off somewhere. That's the natural heart. You may think that's foolishness, but it's not. Man left alone would never come to Christ, never turn to the Lord. And if man could help himself, he'd never get saved. I often make that statement. No man could get saved if he can help it. No, the Lord has to overrule. The Lord has to overrule your desire, my friend. So we see that man is devoid or without any righteousness at all and is totally corrupt and vile and wicked. Now, that's the natural heart, my friend. Now, let me let's look at one more picture while we have time. God's Word sets forth plainly 
how God looks upon man in his depraved state. In the 16th chapter of Ezekiel, that's a very familiar passage. It's a picture of man's depraved heart as he, the Lord saw him. He called to him, Son of man, cause Jerusalem to know her abomination, and say, Thus saith the Lord of Jerusalem, Lord God, Thy birth and thy nativity is in the land of Canaan. Thy father was an Amorite, and thy mother a Hittite. And as for thy nativity, in the day that thou wast born, thy navel was not cut, neither was thou washed not in water to supple thee, nor was thou salted at all, or swaddled at all. None I pitied thee to do any of these things, to have compassion upon thee. But thou wast cast out into the open field to the loathing of thy person, in the day that thou was born. Now, you can go there and read that as 16th chapter of uh, Ezekiel. And uh, go there and read it after we get through here. Here we have a picture of a man in his depraved state before God called him unto salvation. It's the picture of an illegitimate child born to an unwed mother. Go there and read Hebrews 12, 8. Every individual outside of Christ is a son of Satan, according to John 8:44. An unbeliever and spiritually is an illegitimate child. When God saves that individual, makes him a new creature in Christ, he adopts him into his family as his child. Romans 8:15. We are children of God by adoption. In this fourth and fifth verse we see there in that Ezekiel 16, not only do we have a picture of a child born to an unwed mother, but a child not wanted, stillborn and dead. In the day thou wast born, thy navel was not cut, neither was thou washed in water to supple thee. Thou was not salted at all, nor swaddled at all. He says thy navel was not cut. It was left in its birth clothes. It was not cleansed and not dressed, but left to die. It was not wanted because in the 15th verse it says, None I pitied thee. Oh, my friend, listen, could I, just, could I just be kind to you this morning? Could I just be gentle to you? Man by nature, is this is his picture here. Outside of Christ, outside. To look upon it was to hate it. Cast out into the open field, that is, throw it on the garbage heap of the world. To the loathing of thy person. There was no good in it, just one mass of corruption, putrefaction, and mortification. Everyone who came by and saw it would turn their face away. What a picture. What a picture of a lost sinner without Christ. What a picture of man in his depraved state. Now, I know this is not popular. I know this is uh, unreal to you, maybe, my friend, if you've never been influenced at all by the Holy Spirit. But this is God's Word. It's God's Word. This is a true picture of every individual outside of Christ, whether it's a sinner in the pulpit, the pew of the world. Oh, just because you've got something DD and PhD and all that behind your name, my friend, that don't mean nothing. Is Christ real to you? Have you ever seen yourself as, as a needy creature? I have a man who writes me quite often, and he signs his letter, a needy creature. A needy creature? Have you ever seen yourself needy? I often tell you, no man will come to Christ on his own. You know what brings us to Christ? Seeing ourselves. 
seeing our total depravity, seeing our, our, our filthiness, seeing, seeing our corruption, seeing how we've sinned against a holy and just God. That's what we do. That's what we do. We, we, outside of that, we don't, we don't care for the Lord. Man does, has no desire after the Lord. You look around. You look around where you live. You see anybody that's interested in their souls? You, do you see anybody that's seeking the Lord? Oh, I know there's a, a religious faction out there. I know that. But, my friend, the vast majority of our people, the vast majority of your family and mine, care nothing for their souls. Oh, they might want to might be uh, brought into church when they die and have a, a, a Christian, so-called Christian burial. But that don't mean a thing in the world. The only thing that, that man uh, needs is a new birth, a rebirth, a new birth. But this is the old trailblazer. My time's running out so quickly, and I wish you would write me, let me hear from you, and uh, help me with the broadcast a little if you can, if you appreciate these messages. If you don't, call me, write me. I don't mind you calling me and tell me you don't believe a thing I say, but uh, I'll pray for you. I'll be praying for you, and you pray for me. Would you do that? And then remember the old trailblazer's address, the old trailblazer, post office box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you.